episode number eight. In this episode, I'll be talking about microservices and server disaggregation. You're tuning into Pickle Juice, an engineering podcast pouring out the juice on all things engineering, creativity, and entrepreneurship. And I'm your host, The Teal Pickle. Head over to picklejuice.fm for all of the episode show notes and additional resources. Okay, so check it. Microservice. Microservices. Plural structure. <laughs> As the name suggests, a microservice is a micro service. But really, like when we're talking about a microservice, like what are we talking about? How small are we talking? As small as functionally and reasonably possible. Like this thing is micro, right? And of course, we're using it for backend, so it's gonna perform some type of service. But really, within like the whole backend infrastructure, microservice is really meant to work alongside other microservices. And so hence why you'll often hear the term microservices used as opposed to just microservice, because oftentimes a microservice, being that it is so small, does need to does need those other services to work alongside it to really formulate an entire backend. One of the benefits that you get when you work with microservices is that it each microservice operates with its own database. Having your microservice as an independent unit, that gives you the flexibility to really scale up and scale down the services that users are actually using. Refine, fine tooth control over how your backend costs are really being spent. In an aggregated, backend infrastructure, when you're using a monolithic backend infrastructure, you essentially have to duplicate your entire backend. You have to scale up your entire backend. Like even the parts of your backend that you aren't even expecting to have an increase in use, you have to scale that up because everything is integrated. Now within a microservice backend infrastructure, a disaggregated infrastructure, you can just scale that one user service up. Like it's really like you have control and flexibility over how you use your resources. Because at the end of the day, we're paying for these resources, right? We're spending our money to have our resources held, hosted. And by using microservice, we really get to optimize where our money goes and how our resources are being used. You know, you're moving from this phase of, I need to duplicate everything in order for anything to work into an error where you can scale based off of service demand. Now, talking a little bit more about the scaling, um, if you do have auto scaling, microservices work really well with auto scaling. And so depending on which host you're using, you can actually have your services automatically scale up or down based off of how your users are actually using your services. Now, when you start scaling your app or scaling your backend, the two things that really 
it comes down to is functionality and team management, right? How well can our engineers go in and do X, Y, and Z? How well can we go in and do that? How, how, well, how, how, how can we do that? How well, <laughs> how well can we do that? And when we're expanding our functionality, how easily can we do that? And so adding new features to a certain service, well, with microservices, it's it's a pretty breeze. It's a pretty breeze. <laughs> it's a pretty smooth ride because with microservice, their independent nature makes it so that you don't have to interact with other services unless you absolutely need to. And so if you really do just need to go in and make upgrades to the service, other services really can go untouched. Like microservices are meant to function independent of other microservices. Now they'll work alongside other microservices, but really they're independent in nature. And so other services can remain untouched as you go in and like expand and scale that functionality, that feature. Now, in terms of like the flip side with team management, and so, you know, you're working across tons of teams once you start really scaling out your product. And one of the issues with managing large number of teams, and this is like a pretty, uh, I'd say running developer joke in the community, get merge. It's like a huge get merge conflict joke because it's like get merge, one of those things that you, you, there's no way, there's no work around it. Like you just have to sit down and comb through it. Like you gotta just comb through the code, comb through the code and get your snacks. Cause it's gonna be a minute, <laughs> not a literal minute, more like a decade, but it's one of those things where how can you evenly, how can you effectively spread out your workload when you're working with so many different teams across so many different teams. And so with microservices, the fact that they're independent by nature makes it so that they work really well in a mixed stack environment. And so you can have one service function in Swift while another one functions in PHP and another one functions in C, and they're all still able to function together side by side. And so when you're working with a large number of developers, across different teams, having mixed stack makes just adds a level of flexibility. Because at the end of the day, this language might do and have this function perform at a better optimization than using another language, right? So for example, maybe in one part of your, your backend processing, using C, a low level efficient language, gives you that performance that you need for that service, but then for another service, you can go ahead and use Swift or go ahead and use PHP. And so with this microservice infrastructure, it gives you that flexibility. And on a monolithic infrastructure, you you don't have that. You have a lot of get merge conflicts that you need to sit through and comb through. And when you're small, you can work with that. But when you're large, Ouch. So just a little bit more on maintainability and microservices. When you are working with a microservice infrastructure, you avoid downtime when you're updating. And so replacing old infrastructure when you 
are working with a microservice infrastructure is way easier than when you're working in a monolithic infrastructure. Because when you're working with a monolithic, because when you're working with a monolithic infrastructure, you need to actually shut your shit down. Like you need to actually schedule maintenance time so that you can make that migration, right? But when you're working with a microservice infrastructure, your new infrastructure can work alongside your old infrastructure and you can gradually switch users over to your new infrastructure service, your new service using API versioning. Microservices, the reigning champ in terms of scaling and maintainability. And like one thing that's really actually funny to note is that microservices are so hot. Ooh. <laughs> Amazon has like their whole business. If you're familiar with Amazon Web Services, like that's like their like the whole business microservices. So just a little FYI, little little pickle juice, little juice for your cup. <laughs> Your backend needs us. You, you gotta like it's it's an eventually. It is a when you shift over to not an if. Okay, unless your app just never scales and you like inefficiency. You know. <laughs> This episode was recorded by The Till Pickle on August 19, year 2020. You've reached the end of this recording. Bye for now.